Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 101st episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off to COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. And this is the 59th episode as part of my partnership with The Avail List, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are ready to get back to work. For this episode, we have Blair Dempster, who is most recently a senior creative director slash designer at the XD agency in Atlanta. Now, Blair, how's it going? Good, thanks. How about yourself? I'm going well. Happy Friday. Thanks for making time to, to hop on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. This is amazing. Yeah, maybe just start off by telling everyone how you've been dealing with the pandemic for the last year, where you're quarantining, and how you've been keeping busy. Um, so I did all the traditional things that you do during a quarantine. <laughs> I bought a dog. Um, I bought a house. Um, so I've been doing a lot of house stuff. Um, also, I live in Atlanta, um, so we've been voting a lot down here during quarantine. So <laughs> lots of trips to the voting booth. Um, other than that, you know, just trying to keep sane like everybody else, trying to keep busy. Um, I have not made sourdough bread, which I know a lot of people have done. But, you know, other than that, just, you know, live a normal life. Also, have you been able to flex your creative muscles at all? Have you gotten any freelance gigs? Yeah, definitely doing a lot of freelance and um, finally getting a chance to do some of those passion projects that, you know, creep out of the way when you're, you know, working full time. Yeah. Do you have an example of, of one of those passion projects? So one of them is a new type of experience that I'm working on. I'm, I work a lot in the experiential world. Um, I don't want to give too much away about it because um, it might be coming up in the next year or so, but definitely something I'm excited about. And I'm, I'm excited to be able to channel, you know, all that creative energy into something that's uh, new and different for me. Awesome. And you like playing in the experiential space or more traditional agency? So the thing I guess I love about experiential is it's given me the opportunity to work on a lot of different things. I've worked on digital pieces. I've worked on, you know, live events, um, scenic builds, um, education programs. So I think the variety that it's given me has been, you know, something that made me excited to come to work every day. Um, I also think that it's set me up to do a lot of different things and, you know, be able to do a lot of different things pretty well. Um, and I think that that's one of the things that will make me maybe versatile for a different agency um, is that, you know, I have a lot of background in a lot of different things. So um, hopefully it'll, you know, come out to be a benefit at some point. Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe just start off too by telling everyone a little bit about yourself, how you got into advertising and to design, maybe some clients you've worked on and where you've worked in the past. Sure. Um, so I grew up in Pittsburgh and I went to Penn State. Um, I majored in advertising there and realized that I wanted to be more on the creative side. Um, so I had the really fun conversation with my parents that I wanted to go to art school, go to the creative circus. Um, so I moved down to Atlanta after graduation. Um, I started off as a writer, ended up as a designer. Um, and after I graduated, I bounced around the country a little bit. I went to an agency in Minnesota called Periscope. I was there for about seven years. And really from the, from the jump there is when I got, you know, sit into the experiential world. I did some other stuff like packaging and identity design for them. Um, but it wasn't long into my stint there that I, you know, started to do more experiential stuff. Um, while I was there, I primarily worked on Target and uh, Phillips Distilling, which is um, UV vodka and prairie organic spirits. Um, after I was there for a while, I got the opportunity to um, go and join 72 and Sunny in California. They were starting an experiential team. Um, I was there for about a year. I worked mostly on Starbucks, um, did a little bit of concepting for some new business pitches and stuff as well. Um, but they're really, you know, more of a traditional creative storytelling agency. And it just wasn't the type of work that I was looking for. 
Um, so after, you know, being there for about a year, I went to back to my experiential roots. Uh, I went to Jack Morton in New York City. Um, I was there for a couple of years working on Emblem Health, um, Cotton, um, and a couple other clients. Um, and then I got the itch to come back to the South and I uh, rejoined the XD agency and I was working on Porsche. I was their um, group creative director and I worked on Lego as well. Um, and, you know, new business pitches here and there and everything as well. Of course, got to have the uh, occasional new business pitch to uh, stay in the mix of everything. Keep it fresh, keep things interesting. It's, you know, <laughs> night job on top of your day job. Exactly. I love that you were a writer too. How long were you a writer for? Do you still kind of bring that into some of your work? I definitely write a lot. You know, I write a lot for decks and pitching and that kind of stuff. I was a writer for, I think, two quarters. I took a class. Um, it was the intro to design class. All of my friends that were designers and art directors were like, oh my God, this teacher, her name was Sylvia Gaffney. She's a wonderful woman. She's so tough. She's so hard. And I was like, I can do that. <laughs> um, and sort of like, I think three weeks in, she sort of pulls me aside and she goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, if you continue down this path as a writer, you're really wasting your life. You should be a designer. And I was like, okay, serious enough. I, I'm going to take her advice. And I think I switched the next day. So yeah, I mean... There's a few people throughout my career and my life that have been like those big, you know, epiphany moments. And she was definitely one of them. Yeah, that's great. Clearly she saw, saw something in your design skills and, you know, you've, you've panned out. So that's great. She's also one of the teachers from the creative circus that like everybody sort of silently bonds over. They're like, oh, and they sort of, you know, nod like respect for surviving how tough she was. But she was a great teacher. Definitely. Learned yeah, of course. Uh, what type of role, you know, are you looking for next? It sounds like maybe a more design-focused agency than a traditional one? I think, you know, my background is more in design than, you know, art direction. But I think I'm just looking to do cool work for cool people with, you know, you know, I want to do stuff that I'm proud of. Um, I've never been a brand chaser or, you know, I have to work at this agency or that agency. I just want it to be the right fit and it to feel, you know, right for all people involved. Totally. Um, what are some of your better qualities? Um, I... I love to brainstorm. I love to collaborate. I love to, you know, um, work on things as a team. Um, I'm a big fan of, you know, making ideas more layered just by more people working on them. Um, I also like to think that I'm fairly pragmatic for a creative. I know when to push for big pie in the sky ideas and I know when to like just put the pedal down and, you know, start to work. Um, and I think that that has given me a, a good balance of sort of putting my passion where, it's going to make the most effort. So I think between those two things, you know, that really makes me um, maybe a little bit different than the traditional creative. Yeah, totally. Do you have a favorite pro uh, project that you've worked on? Um, I think part of why I love experiential is because you get to see people's reactions. I think where that might be most evident is in the work I did for Lego. Um, we designed an experience for them for Comic-Con 2019. Um, and they really wanted to engage consumers and make it something more than just have your photo taken with a, you know, a backdrop or, you know, buy their products. Um, they wanted to do those things too, because that's what they're known for, but they wanted it to be a little bit more engaging. Um, so we created this comic book experience where fans got to create a minifigure version of themselves or a character that represented them. Um, and then they answered a few questions and it sort of became this never ending story style comic book. Um, and after they were finished with the digital tablet experience, sort of inputting all their information, then it sort of went to um, this printing queue where they got a real professionally printed comic book in about five minutes. So it was a really quick, really powerful experience. Kids seemed to love it because their work was coming to life. 
parents seemed to love it because it was engaging for every member of their family and it was free. Um, the other part of the experience that we wanted to do was really encourage that hands-on play that Lego is known for. Yeah. And it was right around the time where 29 Rooms was super popular. So we created an experience with eight by eight cube rooms um, that we called Brick Boxes. Um, and we worked with adult friends of Lego who, you know, have day jobs and careers all their own, but also are these amazing Lego artists in their spare time. Um, and they created all these different environments for fans to come and explore with their minifigure and take photos. And people got really into it. And it was cool to see some of the things that they created using these sets and, you know, pieces for content. Yeah, that's really cool. So do you prefer doing these experiential activations that are, you know, kind of live in the real world or more UX design focused, you know, app development, app design, and, and how people interact with things on their phone? Um, I, I think that that's like one and the same thing. As we get more dependent on devices and, you know, younger, younger um, consumers that are growing up and becoming our focus haven't had a life where they didn't have a device in their hands, I think that technology and experience are going to become even more intertwined. Um, I think I get mistaken a lot on, you know, LinkedIn and places for being a UX designer. Um, and I think I do that to an extent. I just do it for people. Um, I'm trying to engineer a reaction or get people to do a certain thing, experience an environment or an activation in a certain way. Um, so it's thinking about the psychology the same way. It's just, you know, different expressions. One's mouse clicks and another is, you know, walking through a mirror maze or whatever else you might be creating. Totally. Do you think, you know, do you think it's going to be totally different after, you know, in a post-COVID world, these experiences you're not getting, you know, I, I think I saw your Lego piece in your book. You're not getting hundreds of people in a room anymore. I think that's one of the things that's been inspiring about COVID is seeing the way people in the events and experiential community have responded and sort of taken it as a playful challenge. Um, I think that there might be more of like a hybrid world where there might be some real world experiences or, you know, a mix of real world and digital. But I have to believe in the power of what we've been doing in ex the experiential world. And, you know, it's going to come back in some form. Um, there might be some limitations or, you know, things that we didn't take into consideration before. Um, but I definitely believe that experience will come back in some new version of itself. Yeah, hopefully totally. better. Yeah, I, I agree for sure. You know, hopefully as people get vaccinated, as people start getting, you know, outside as it's nicer, you know, they'll, they'll, people will find creative ways to make it work. And I think people are going to have, like, I feel like people had a hard time going into, like, lockdown and, and quarantine and sort of being socially distant. And I think people might, just because we've been in, like, this pattern, there might be a little bit of a hardness coming out of it, and it might take a little push. Um, so I think that that's one place where brands and, you know, people like me and the experiential world can help draw people out and, you know, bring them back to experiencing things in real life by creating these powerful experiences. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of that people saying, you know, before COVID, they were such an extrovert. And now they like went out once and they're like, Oh, my God, no, I'm totally an introvert now. This past too year, much, like, too much sensory people. stimulus. It's I mean, like, room. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm sure, you know, I, I saw someone post that on Twitter. I'm sure they're not the only one. It's like overwhelming to get the energy to now go out. But the brands that can draw people out will be, you know, the ones benefiting. And I think that, you know, the more people get a little taste of it, the more they'll want. So I'm excited about where the future will go for for sure. Yeah. I, I, like I one beyond our, beyond our living rooms. Exactly. <laughs> what will agencies be getting if they did reach out and hire you? Um, I think they'll be getting a collaborator. I'm definitely someone that loves to work with a bunch of people and make sure that, you know, the entire team feels included and, you know, valued as part of a project. I think they're going to get someone who has endless ideas. I literally, they just keep coming and coming. 
Um, they're not all great, but, but you know, some are better than others. But I, I just have an energy when it comes to ideating and coming up with uh, new ways to solve challenges that um, I think is unique to, to me. So um, I'm excited to put that energy and that enthusiasm and brain power to use for, for somebody again. Yeah, that, that's great. Tell me a little bit about, I think you're a, you're a teacher at the Creative Circus. Do you still do it? I do. I'm teaching experiential design this quarter. Um, it's much different because it's all via Zoom, so you're not in person anymore. Um, but I, I love teaching because I feel like it's given me the opportunity to work with a bunch of different types of creatives. And um, really, it's it's fun because you're exploring styles that you would never get, you never come to on your own or never, you know, concept on your own. So it's fun to see what people come up with. And I think it keeps you creatively inspired and um motivated. I mean, knowing that there's a whole new generation of creatives nipping at your heels definitely makes you want to keep keep on your game. Oh, definitely. Lights a little fire, you know, making us step it up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, they're hungry. They're coming for you. And, you know, uh, they understand things in a way that we don't. So it's it's exciting and inspiring and also motivating. Yeah, for sure. Tell me, how long have you been teaching for? Um, I've been teaching at the Creative Circus for about four years. Um, when I was in New York, I taught at uh, Miami Ad School. And then when I was in Minneapolis, I taught at uh, Brinco, which is a school for um, artists and design, or art directors and designers and copywriters. Yeah, that's great. I saw on your LinkedIn profile, you mentioned you know, playing football and rugby. What kind of lessons did maybe that teach you or that you brought from competitive sports into the industry? So I was a, a lineman in football and roughly the same equivalent. I was a prop when I played rugby. Um, COVID sort of ended my cre- rugby career, but then again, I'm 38. So <laughs> <laughs> probably should not be knocking into people full bore anymore anyway. Um, I think, you know, it definitely taught me the value of, of teamwork and how to work as a unit. And rugby, there's, you know, a thing called a scrum, which is eight guys driving together and you're, you know, performing as one unit. Um, I also think it's made me protective of my teammates. Um, I was a center playing um, football. So, you know, your job is to protect the quarterback, protect the backs and let them do their thing. So that's always given me the opportunity to sort of let people do their own thing and sort of shine on their own, but also support them and sort of be that team player that, you know, you need to succeed. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I played sports, you know, growing up, I still do. And yeah, that that the team oriented focus and just understanding that, you know, have trust in others and it'll, you know, kind of all all together can create a really strong campaign, just like, you know, a team can kind of succeed on its own. I think that's a, a really important value. And I mean, if, if nothing else, it's a good, you know, stress release. <laughs> good oh, exactly. Take your mind off and... this madness for a few minutes. <laughs> Absolutely. Why do you consider yourself a, a modern Renaissance man? I saw that on your LinkedIn too. So people ask me a lot how I stay inspired and how, you know, I think of ideas and things like that. And the honest truth is I consume a little bit of everything pop culture wise. I, you know, love TV, movies, music, um, museums, I'm sort of a cultural sponge. Um, and I find that I get a lot of ideas from places that aren't, aren't traditional. Um, one of my favorite sites to sort of, you know, daydream and get inspired by is this is colossal just because it's something that's so art focused and not, um, you know, you know, in the world that we work in. Um, so I find that, you know, staying in those, you know, places that are more, um, about culture and art and pop culture, um, keeps me really energized and full of ideas. 
Um, yeah, I, I and agree. you know, I can watch the Super Bowl or football game and throw down with the Real Housewives. It's full full service, full circle. Yeah, I, I love it, and I agree. You got to kind of immerse yourself in culture and, and be a sponge to all of it, whether that's watching, yeah, Tom Brady or watching, you know, the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Whatever <laughs> Be able to both have their place in our cultural spectrum. They're both valuable. Exactly. The last question for me is really if there's a dream client brand agency that you want to give a little shout out to. Um, I'm just, I'm, there isn't necessarily one. Like I said, I'm, I've never been somebody that like chased a specific agency. Um, I've been a big fan of finding the place that I sort of feel like I fit in and it feels like family. And, you know, those are the places that, um, have given a lot to my career. So I, I'm anxious to give back to those types of places where it's really about the people and about the work that they're doing and less about um, the logo on the work. So, or the logo on the door even. Um, yeah. so it's really just about the people, I think. Yeah, I love that. And I lied. That's not my last question. I've got one more. <laughs> Do you want to freelance, go full-time? Are you open to relocating? Ideally, I'm a full-timer, I think. I think I just sort of fit better in that world, but um, I'm open to freelance as well. Um, I just bought a house in Atlanta, so ideally I'd be staying here, but, um, you know, if the job was right and, you know, it was the right move for me, I can't say that I would say no. So we'll see what the future holds. Awesome. And I think that's one of the perks of COVID now, you know, you can accept a full-time role in LA and, and still live in Atlanta and not have to worry about moving. Cause it just seems like people keep pushing. They're like, well, we want people in the office by June. Well, we want people in the office by 2022. Well, we want people in the office sometime in the next decade. And it's like, sure. Five years from now, I will move to wherever you want me to be. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's no one can know when, but yeah, it's, it's same thing every six months. It's like, yeah, just push back a little more, a little bit more. We're just a little Who bit knows? more delayed. At the least we've proven the work from home concept works. So yes, I think, I think that, you know, agencies will be lenient for sure on, on that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, coming from the XD agency, we were in Atlanta, San Francisco and New York. So we worked that way a lot anyway. So people were like, Oh, was it a, a big adjustment? Not entirely. Cause we did that a lot. So, and plus we worked from the road a fair amount. Totally. So, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for hopping on and, and doing something like this. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Of course. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, you can go to my website, which is blairdempster.com. Um, and then there's uh, email and resume on there as well. Um, so you should be able to get, get me from there. Easy enough. And that's a wrap for the 101st episode of Bouncing Back. If you know anyone who may want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, have them shoot me an email at malow930 at gmail.com or check out the availlist.com for a large list of people who are ready to get back to work in the ad industry. You can check out all these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back and Advertising. Thanks so much. Thank you.